this message all put together. I was like, oh, I'm good. You know, I have my scriptures together. And then the Lord last night kept waking me up, like just waking me up. And the first time he woke me up was at 420 in the morning. And those of you that are part of our house here know that that's one of my husband's favorite scriptures is 1 Corinthians 4.20. So today we're going to talk about the power of God. I, I, I was like, Lord, are you, Lord, are you sure this is what I was supposed to talk about? He's like, yeah, that is true. Um, I really believe even Peter, when he was talking about the closing of doors and the 222, I mean, it was, it was so prophetic what was shared during worship, even when Pete was up here. Because God is shutting down chapters of our li- like I literally saw a chapter being shut off of our lives because there's a story we have of our lives. There's a, a book writ- being written in heaven of our lives. And I saw the Lord come and shut off chapters that we continued to want to reread and redo over and over again as patterns in our life. And it wasn't because it was something you chose to do. It's because we were moving out of a wounded place, out of a a place of hurt um, and a place where God doesn't want you to be anymore. (laughs) Like Peter was saying, there are doors that are shutting where you were never meant to be. Because when you're wounded and you go through that chapter over and over again in your life and it becomes a pattern, it creates hope defer in your heart that makes your heart sick. And he doesn't want you to have hope deferred that makes your heart sick, but he wants you to be excited for the goodness and the good future he has for you. Because God doesn't just stop at what you've already done. What you've already done doesn't come close to where you're going to go. And so chapters need to be closed off so he can bring you to the increase and to the more and to the new that he has for you. But he can't do that if you keep trying to keep a door open and keep it pried open when he's trying to shut it. And a lot of the times because we can become emotional people and because there's tides with certain things in our emotions, we, we don't even realize we're trying to keep the doors open. We're trying to keep them pried open. And God's like, it's time for the doors to be shut. It's time for the new chapter to be written on your life. There's new things that are coming to you. Um, today's a very prophetic day. Um, it's, it's the 222 day and we should be excited for it. We should be so excited about today because God is opening up new doors for us. Just because there's, there's old stuff being shut off, there's new doors opening to us. And I, I don't know about you, but I only want the doors that lead to him. I don't want the doors that man wants to show me and, and fix it all up like it's this beautiful door. Hey, come over here. Look at this beautiful door <laughs> that I created for you to walk through. No, I, I always ask the Lord, highlight to me the doors that I'm supposed to walk in through. Because wherever his light is at, there can be darkness. So I say even in, in the disguised darkness, even um, darkness can disguise itself as light. And I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm not going to fall for a, a deceptive thing. I'm gonna, I want you to highlight with Holy Spirit that I see your light shining through that door that I'm supposed to come in through with the glory that we were singing about today. This is all the Lord giving me this right now because this is not even what I have here. So <laughs> it's for somebody. But the Lord just kept, kept waking me up. 
at 420 was the first time. And in 1 Corinthians 4.20, I like the way the NLT talks about it the, the, because it says the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. And he's transitioning us right now where we become a people of power and the enemy is not going to come and rob and steal and trample over us anymore. We, we've always been created from the very first day that you were birthed, that you were a thought in your mother, you know, when he was knitting you in your mother's wound, you, there was already greatness. There was already words spoken over you into existence over even your mother as she was carrying you. And so because of that, the Lord is, is really there's things going on in the atmosphere, and I'm going to release it when the Lord gives me the time to release it. So I'm praying. But I'm telling you right now, let me just release it right now because I, I really want you to get this. Um, I, when I walked in today, I picked up confusion so bad. I started to pray right away, and I started to pray against confusion. Because confusion is not like where you're all disarranged. and Confusion can be that you don't know what, what to do the next thing God has for you. Confusion is like, God, do I go here? Do I go there? What do you want me to do? And then you're like all like this everywhere, and you never are on your path where God wants you to be, where your feet are planted and on the foundation of God. And so I, I just pray right now that God, even those that are watching, that confusion would be broken by your sword of truth, by your word, God. And that there wouldn't be any confusion on anybody in here, anybody watching, God. But their spirit, their heart can begin to receive the truth of who you are, God, and who they are, Lord. And we just speak that forth right now in the name of Jesus. We were always called to be a people that walks in God's power. We were never meant to be the wounded ones. We were never meant to be the defeated ones that have been left aside. Peter was saying at the very end, he's like, you didn't miss the boat. I didn't leave you. Why is God saying that? Because he didn't. You were always meant to move in power with him. The Lord woke me up this morning at 420 and he gave me that scripture and he says, how many forms of power are there? And I was like, <laughs> it's 420 in the morning and I'm like Lord <laughs> I gotta dig in my word here like what do you mean how many forms of power are there I don't know but when I woke up and I and I realized that he was trying to get my attention there is no limit to the power that God has this subject right here is limitless and I think so many times we try to keep it in a box of God's power looking a certain way, being a certain way. And God's trying to pull us out of the boxes of what we've known to be. And he's like, my power is limitless. There's so much that, that power. And he started just giving me things of what his power looked like. The one that we know very well, if you've been going to church here for a while, is the resurrection power. The resurrection power of God, John eleven twenty five through 26, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. 
I think that's so powerful. I think a lot of the times when we think of God's power, the evangelist is like, boom, 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 God's power, people falling, uh, miracles and signs and wonders. And I love that. I think that's powerful. But see, we have to be um, we have to become and believe what God's already spoken through his word of his resurrection power. If we're not believing, we're not going to walk in power. If we're not believing that he died and he rose, which if you do believe that, then you know that he died for a purpose and a reason for you to walk in power. And a lot of the times we tend not to. We just receive what the enemy gives us and we agree with him and we never we never walk in the power he wants us to be in. And then he starts telling me there's power in the love. There's power in love. Do you know how powerful love is? And I was like, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son in John 3, 16, that whoever believes in him shall not per perish but have eternal life. There is power in his love. Because why was it such grand gesture of him dying for our sins for the whole entire world? He didn't just die for the Christians. He didn't just die for those who believed in him. He didn't die for just certain people, but he died for the entire world. So we can't just um, limit God in his love for people, even how we see people at times, because that's not the way his love was supposed to look like to begin with. It didn't say, oh, these that sacrificed, oh, these that, uh, um, you know, we were having this discussion not too long ago, and I was talking to them as a kid. I would go to this church, and people would be on their knees crawling because they felt they had to go through some kind of suffering in order to receive what God had for them. And their knees would be all bloody from crawling on the floor to get inside the church. And I remember being a kid, I'm thinking, what is wrong with these people? But see, I didn't even know God. I wasn't even saved, but I knew that something wasn't right there. I was like, why do they feel they have to do this? We do it too. We just do it in different forms. We beat ourselves every day to how not perfect we are and how we, how we make a, a simple mistake sometimes. And we beat ourselves over and over and over again, not believing that he died for the whole entire world. He died for you even when you're messed up, even when you're a mess, even when you've sinned, no matter what, he died for you. So you matter. Dying to self. There's power in dying to yourself. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Some of us need to say that this morning. You gave yourself for me, Jesus. Can we just say that for a moment? God, you gave yourself for me. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. You gave yourself for me. You know, I'm really sorry if you were taught or told something different growing up. Because I know I was. I grew up in a very religious setting of being Catholic. And I remember weeping the other day. I called, I sent a message to one of my friends because they posted this picture. And nobody ever posts this kind of picture. So I knew it was the Lord. And I, you know, I was having a rough day. And somebody posts this picture 
of Jesus, the sacred heart picture. It's an old Catholic picture of the Lord, and it has this huge heart in the front of his chest. And I remember looking at it because my mom used to have this big old portrait in her kitchen, and she would put our pictures on it. And she would say, you know, I'm just praying that God keep you safe, that God keep you near his heart for all your life. And I remember seeing the picture, and I just began to weep because I knew the Lord was saying, you got to go deeper in my heart. You got to have that. You got you to gotta find out what the sacred heart really meant. You got to go into those deep parts of my heart that no matter what somebody has done to you, that you can still love, that you can still speak life, that you can still be in a place of such deepness that all you want to do is go deeper. You don't want to go backwards. And, I, and I, I, the Lord has always shown me like this vast ocean. And, you know, when you go very far in the ocean, you can't see land anymore. That's where the Lord wants us to be in his heart. He wants you to be so far deep in his heart that you can't see all the mess and all the junk on the land and the natural, but you'll be so far deep in the ocean in his heart that all you want to do is quit, keep swimming forward into who he is. You're not, you're not doing it. It's never been about man. It's always been about the Lord. Going deeper with him is more important than any offense. It's more important than any wound. It's more important than any kind of situation you had in maybe an old church with old leaders. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you this because I've been there. I'm telling you, God is tugging us. He's like, forget about all that. Forget about all that mess. Forget about all that trash. Come deeper with me. Go into my heart. Romans 5, 8. But God shows his love for us and that while we were yet still, still sinners, Christ died for us. That messes me up all the time because that tells me I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be this perfect person that looks a certain way or, or that doesn't make mistakes because he did what he did for me even when I was a sinner. I remember walking one time on the shores of, of, of Florida, and I remember as a kid wanting to go there, but I wasn't saved. So my mindset to go there wasn't pure. And um, I would see all these, all these events they would have there that were not pure. And I remember the Lord taking me there, and I'm walking on the beach, and I'm like, it's so beautiful here, Lord. And he reminded me, he said, remember when you were a kid and you asked me to come here? He said, you didn't know me then, but I knew you. And I still brought you here because you didn't know me. You didn't know any better than to live that, the way you were living. But I still honored what you asked, and I brought you here. I fell apart on the beach there because I was like, man, Lord, the, the love is so deep for us that we can't grasp his grace and his mercy sometimes that even though we didn't grow up to be perfect, that God has brought us through to a now time, like, and he's calling us, come deeper. I don't think you're understanding my love. The power of communication. There's power in communication. James 1.9, know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. 
Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. We have to abide by that communication with the Lord. If we're spending all day in prayer, if we're spending all day with the Lord, then we need to start looking and sounding like the Lord. Even what we speak about ourselves, I think that's a huge one. What you're saying about yourself, you're talking about his kid. When you say, oh, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, I'm ugly, I'm this, I'm that, you're talking about the Lord's child. If you had, if it was another person outwardly in front of you, you wouldn't say those things to the Lord's kid. You wouldn't say that about yourself anymore either. It has to, you have to stop saying bad things about yourself. You have to build yourself up like Ephesians says. There's power in communication with Holy Spirit. John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. That's a huge one. Power and communication with Holy Spirit. You want to move in power? You want to really talk about the power of God? then you got to learn how to communicate with Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit was left for us to communicate with heaven and to bring heaven to earth. And if we're not doing enough of that communicating with Holy Spirit, then we're going to get confused and we're going to get lost and we're going to get off the path of the goodness of God that he originally had for us and not what he never intended for us. The power of humility. This is another big one. This is a huge one. Especially with everything going on on Facebook, there is power in humility. Proverbs 22.4, the reward for humility and the fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. 1 Peter 5.5 says how he gives grace to the humble. I need grace. I don't know about you, but if you need some grace, just be in humility with the Lord. And sometimes we think, well, outwardly we are hum- in humility, but we can become even prideful with God. Thinking that we know what's best for ourselves, thinking that we know what's best for our families and our kids, and God's trying to break in through Holy Spirit and say, no, that's not my heart. That's not what I'm trying to convey to you. And so you have to keep your heart humble even for yourself, not just towards others. Because the enemy will come in in those areas to try to rob from you. Power in his light. This is a huge one for me. Because today is my birthday, and I'm very thankful that I'm here today. And I'm thankful that God has given me the opportunity to be here before you, before even those that are watching, because I was supposed to die a long time ago. I try, my testimony is that I tried to take my life. I was very depressed. I tried to take my life. I didn't know God. I wasn't saved. I didn't even know the word. 
And God came in, in his power, in the form of the light to me. In the form of light to me. He came in, and I said, God, if you're really real, I just knew there was a God. I didn't know much about Jesus. I didn't know much about the word. I didn't know much of anything. And I said, God, if you're real, because I felt the fear of the darkness. And when I, as soon as I felt the fear of the darkness, I called on God. And I was 15 years old. I was this young girl. And here comes the light of the Lord to rescue me. That's what I mean. Like, that's why I can't, I don't do well with religion because of that. Because I was in sin. I didn't know God. I didn't know anything about him. And here he comes in the form of the light to rescue his daughter. And he comes walking towards me. And the demonic that was there to get me, to get my soul to take me to hell, immediately started to run off immediately started to run another direction. It, they were so scared. I could see them shaking. I could see them like all distraught. And that, that, that uh, assignment the enemy had on my life, it began to turn around and I began to see the enemy get confused. And I began to see the enemy become distraught. And the enemy became in fear when the light of God showed up. And that was the most powerful thing I've ever seen. I didn't understand the fullness of it till later in life. But I knew that day that God and his love was so powerful that he came for me that day as I cried out to him. So when I hear people say, well, it's got to look this way. It's got to be that way. It, it, you got to do this and do that. I'm like, no, I didn't do nothing. I was in sin. I was a mess. And here comes God with his fullness of light, like he would to somebody who's been in ministry for 30, 40 years. And he comes in to rescue me. So when I saw that, I was like a mess. Habakkuk 3, 4 explains it to me. I walked out this morning onto the, to our balcony. And we haven't had much sunshine these past months. I go out there today, and the sun is like, boom. I mean, so bright. And I remember I walked out, and I just felt the peace of the Lord. And I said, man, Lord, I said, it's such a beautiful day today, <laughs> like Jeff was talking about. And I said, man, I shut my eyes for a moment and stood there. And I said, I just take in all of your light, Lord. I was walking. I was uh, driving to Defiance the other day. And there was no light anywhere. And all of a sudden, this light pushes away the clouds and comes in out of nowhere as I'm taking a drive to Defiance. And it was like this blinding light. It wasn't like, oh, it's a little bit of sunshine. It was like this glory blinding light that I saw. And, 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 and I felt so excited in my spirit when I saw this light. And I said, I've got access right now. Something's happening where the heavens are touching the earth in this moment. And I felt like I could just walk in. And I'm sitting there driving and trying to concentrate. And this light is so crazy strong. And I just said, I'm going to go in and I'm going to do my petitioning. You know, we're praying for the intercessors this morning. And something in your spirit, it, 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 it sends like a message to you like, man, God's listening to me right now. I have access. He, I got his ear for a moment. Something happened. Something shifted. And when I felt that, I said, man, now's my time to go in with the request. 
Request for the body. Bless you. Request for things everywhere. Now's my time for full access. And I walked right in, and the Lord, the Lord was, was just like messing me up. And I remembered this verse in, in Habakkuk 3, 4. His splendor was like the, sun, the sunrise. Rays flashed from his hand where his power was hidden. And I felt that that day. I felt like the rays of his hand were shining from heaven that day. And I just felt like the goodness of God had come down so strong. And then this morning I get up, there's splendor. <laughs> there's splendor when the Lord's hand releases his light upon us. There's joy that comes. There's shifting that comes when that happens. And I'm telling you, there's nothing more powerful than the light of the Lord. John 8, 12 says, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. Why do we feel that sometimes? Why do we feel like we're walking in darkness sometimes? I'm just being transparent. Sometimes the enemy will deceive us and make us feel like we're walking in darkness when we're not. Darkness can't touch us. Darkness can't overshadow us. Darkness can't do that to us unless we allow it to. And it says there, it says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 2 Corinthians 4, 6, for God said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We've got to keep our focus on his face because that's where the light is the most radiant and the glory is the most radiant on, is on the face of the Lord. And if we keep our eyes on the Lord and not on anything else, then we will begin to go deeper with him and we'll go to those deeper parts of his heart because of the light that is mesmerizing, that is mesmerizing and mesmerizing and beautiful to us that we get caught up with that light. Psalms 23:6, surely goodness. My husband was playing this song this morning and I hadn't heard it in years. And I was like, oh my God, like I forgot about that. But it stirred something up inside of me. And it was Psalms 23, 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy. <laughs> We've forgotten to say that over ourselves. That when I was a beginner in the Lord, that's something I would tell the Lord. I was like, Lord, May your goodness and your mercy follow me all the days of my life, and I'll always be in your house. I was having encounters where I would go into the temple of the Lord, and I would lay with the Lord, and he would come and brush my hair, and I could feel his love, and I could feel his arms just begin to wrap around me. So we have no idea how much he loves you. There's moments you'll have where glimpses of his love will be shown to you, but there's more. There's a deeper side of the Lord that we can't grasp sometimes with our mind. That's why the religious cannot grasp the love that he has for you. 
because it's not a mind in what you know. It's, it's, it's something supernatural and real that comes and you encounter God in a face-to-face basis and you see the glory of heaven on his face and it's captivating you. And then that's what captivates you to follow him. And that's what captivates you to be driven to do the things that he has for you to do in your life. That you don't want to go backwards, but go forward with him. And so you can leave all that behind. And if you're face to face with the Lord, let me tell you, when you see the Lord's face, you don't want to do anything else. There was a moment I would beg the Lord, please, Lord, don't let me leave this place with you in the heavens. Don't let me leave this place because I don't want to get to a place where all I see is this and I don't see the heavens anymore. We have forgotten that there's real heavens. We have forgotten that there's a real God with real love. And he's pulling us in. And he's sending his light to pull us in through that. But sometimes we let darkness come and overshadow us so much that we agree with it. And where there's darkness, where there's light, there can be darkness. So can we just stand this morning? I really believe that the Lord... (coughs) really wants to take us deeper this morning. I really believe he's, he's been calling you for a long time. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I have my eyes closed and I just see a bunch of kids in here. And we have to get to that place with childlike faith like children again with the Lord. Because when we think we got it all together, when we think that we're perfect people, when we think that that we're okay, that's when that darkness comes in and deception can come in all at once. And the Lord's really trying to shine his light over you this morning. He's trying to give you his splendor again. You know, when the Lord died and he was resurrected, I saw this years ago in the spirit. And I saw this powerful light come and pick up his body. And his body was carried up to heaven by this powerful light. Maybe some of you have a hard time with that. Pray that the Lord give you breakthrough this morning for you to begin to see things and hear things of the heavenlies. See, because when you have nothing else to hold on to, you'll hold on to what is real to you, what you've encountered with him. He'll take you back to that place where you first felt something of your first love. And there was a tugging of your heart. See, he never asked us to leave that place where he was our first love. He wants to be your first love again this morning. I know we're saved 
And this is not about salvation. This is about the Lord wanting you to go deeper. And he's asking you this morning, will you leave everything to come be with me? Will you leave your bills? Will you leave your problems? I'm talking about it in the spirit right now. Will you leave everything behind just to have a moment with me? Just a glimpse with me face to face of an encounter with me. Where you could feel my love so strong wrap around you that all the enemy has done to wound, to bring wounds to you. That it begins to lift off of you. That sickness in your body that you've been attacked with, that it begins to be lifted by the resurrection power of God. You were always meant to be the one to walk in power because of my resurrection power inside of you. I just see things lifting off right now off of you right now. Things are things are going and it's leaving you. Tormenting things are leaving right now. Depression is leaving right now. I see those things. I see those things. I see them leaving you. They've hindered you and distracted you for way too long. And God's beginning to lift them up and remove them. Confusion. Did I hear God? Did God speak to me? Is this what he said? God doesn't change his mind. God is faithful in what he speaks. And when he speaks something, it, it, it comes in power. He never lies. He didn't lie about people's marriages in here. He didn't He didn't lie about how much he loves you. That love has never changed. He didn't lie about your family, that everybody in your household would be served, would be saved, and, and they would serve the Lord. He didn't lie about that. That's that's what he's already spoken over your family. You just have to believe it. Something happens and it discourages you and you're like, I, 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 maybe, I, maybe I didn't hear God. No, God says something and he does it. He's not a toss to and fro kind of God by his emotions. So we're never have been made to be people that are tossed to and fro by the enemy any longer. He has caused us to be people of power. Some of you need to pick up your swords again. Because it's time to slay some things in the spirit over yourself, over your families. Over your finances. Whatever you bind on earth, right? Do we believe it? The Lord is saying this because he's trying to, to ignite your spirit. He's trying to get you to see things differently. He's shifting things in your thought process. Did God say? Yes, he did say. <laughs> Horrible.
you just pick up your sword for a moment? Do it with your right hand because the right hand speaks of authority. And you're a people of authority and power. So pick it on up. And I want you to swing it over your head right now. <laughs> hey, I don't care what I look like. Because the, the Lord is, is, is who's going to get the glory and the honor. It's not about us. He's going to get the glory and the honor for the confusion to be broken, for the cloudiness in your thinking to be broken. He wants you to think clearly by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> There's going to be some things that are going to be different when you leave today. There's going to be such clarity in your vision. <laughs> I saw this fire coming right now. And when the fire came, <laughs> you can't deny the fire of God. Because when the fire of God comes, <laughs> it gets inside your bones with the oil. <laughs> And it sets your feet ablaze again. How many of you want to be people of fire this morning? <laughs> How many of you want the fire of God to shoot up in your bones again? God, I haven't felt that in so long, God, and I want to feel the fire begin to shoot up my bones again. That gives me strength, God. That lets me see things clearly. <laughs> he wants to fill your mouth with this fire. That when you speak something <laughs> through Holy Spirit, that it's going to make you a person of authority, that it's going to happen quickly. There's not going to be any more delay when you say something. And you're going to be led of Holy Spirit on what you say. God, fill our mouths with your fresh fire, God. Fill our bellies with your fresh fire, God. Fill our feet, God, with your fresh fire, God. Fill our hands with your fresh fire, God. Look, I'm telling you this morning, I, I felt this angel in the room earlier. And I hadn't felt this angel in a really long time. And this angel brings oil, hot oil, and puts it on your back to heal the wounds where people have come to wound you and create harabashati darabroshati. Maybe sometimes these people didn't even know that they had brought wounds to you. God is here this morning to heal them. And I saw this angel, and it just had this hot oil. And some of you are going to feel this hot oil on your backs right now. And you're going to feel the healing on your backs. Even of what Pete was saying, the words of man. Things that were not right by the Spirit of God that were set upon you. And all of a sudden, this, this hot oil is going to fall on your backs this morning. And when you feel that hot oil, know the Lord is healing you. Know 
that he's mending all the different cuts on your back, all the different wounds from the swords of man. He's going to heal you 100%. You're not going to walk out of this place wounded anymore. <laughs> just begin to forgive them. <laughs> I just felt freedom all of a sudden walk in. And when the Lord sends freedom, it's because you begin to forgive. There's freedom and forgiveness. God, we forgive them, God. God, we begin to forgive those, God. They came against us, God. We begin to forgive them right now, Lord. For everybody, it's going to be somebody different that you need to forgive. But I'm telling you, as soon as you forgive them, you're going to feel this freedom in your heart. You're going to feel this freedom in your spirit. <laughs> you can't take that with you going deeper with the Lord. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings this morning, God. Thank you for your healing, God. Thank you for setting your children free this morning, God. Thank you for setting us free, setting us all free in our hearts, God. <laughs> for setting us all free in our hearts, God. So we can know how to love the way that you love, God. So we can go deeper into your heart this morning, God. Leaving everything behind and going towards seeking your face, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I'm just going to pray us out. God, thank you, Lord, for today, Lord. Thank you for every family that's here. Thank you for those that are watching this morning, God. And I speak blessings over every family here that whatever they do for the rest of their day, God, they would be in your peace and your rest and your joy. <laughs> Just wrap them with your splendor right now, God. <laughs> and we just thank you, Father God, for all that you've done, for everything you've done, God. In Jesus' name, amen.